Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Podcast, starring me, Dags, and Johnny Rage. The Amish Baby Machine Podcast is a powerful American pop culture podcast. And now, somewhere parked in a parking lot, looking at his phone, is Johnny Rage. Now, I don't know if I should actually say something, or is this when you break into another special guest and talk Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. It's all over, Johnny Rage. Last season, yeah. last show, all done. Did you have kind of some, uh, you know, when you try to get off a drug, you get you're addicted to it. You get the shakes, the shimmies. Did you have withdrawals? Is the word I'm looking for with your Game of Thrones being done? Are you are you happy with it? Is it put to bed? You, you lead. A, you're going to now lead a satisfied life, or do you miss it? Do you want more? Or you weren't happy with the end. What word are your thoughts on that, Dave? I think it's because everyone on the internet was so upset about it and they wanted the last season to be rewritten. There was a pre- mm-hmm. petition, much like I wanted the last season of Mr. Belvedere rewritten because it didn't <laughs> didn't quite do it for me. I, I, I would have to second I would have to second that notion too. Yes. Um, uh, but what a what a ploy, what a great marketing ploy for HBO. Let's say they do rewrite that. What would they have to lose? I mean, they'd get another season of an extremely popular production on their on their uh, on their on their network. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Why doesn't Disney buy it, and they can just make prequels, sequels, and side quills and night quills? Boy, they're the master at that, aren't they? They just bought that Marvel and and uh, Star Wars, and they're just banging them all. But they found out that not so fast with Star Wars, people aren't buying into it. As The people of Marvel must be different from Star Wars. Marvel people like uh, nonstop movies one after another, but Star Wars, they had to say, whoa, 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 that's too many. So they stopped the production of those things. But I don't know. I think Game of Thrones, if people want them to redo it, would you think they would ever cave into that and redo the episode? Or are they like, no, we're done. We're moving on. No, actually, the, the Star Wars uh, connection is the two dudes, you know, that did Game of Thrones are going to do Star Wars now. Okay, so... So that's kind of why they bailed. They're like, oh, fuck it. We already got Star Wars. We're done with this shit. See, to me, the last season was kind of like your senior year in high school, kind of your mm-hmm. senior slide. Mm-hmm. To me, it just looks like they kind of gave up. So it wasn't fulfilling to you? No, but I'm actually kind of glad. I'm just like, I'm glad it's over. Because there was all these different storylines that that they didn't really fix for me. Mm -hmm. And then if you talk about it, then everyone bitches either way. So it's kind of like I'm just done with it. Time to move on. Right. Right. But 
I think some of the people like the dude that plays uh, Jamie Lannister in the Game of Thrones, he should definitely do movies. Oh, how many spinoffs? I heard there is going to be a spinoff of Game of Thrones. No, but this, no, I mean, this dude is powerful. I think he should be like a hero in a movie. Yeah, he probably will. I mean, you know that. They'll strike while the iron is hot, you know. Um, some people, some people translate well from TV to movies and vice versa. Some don't. Who but doesn't? Th- who, in your, who in your estimation didn't? Or are you just talking in generalities? Well, there's a lot of times there's actors and comedians like David Spade. Mm-hmm. He's funny, like in little bits, but he can't, you know, lead a full movie on TV. He was good on Saturday Night Live. He was good, you know, in comedies, but maybe that's a bad example. I'm trying to think. Well, Chris Rock is one. His stand-up is really good, but when mm-hmm. he's in movies, he's horrible, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he was in Lethal Weapon. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some dudes work well on TV and they it, they make the transition to movie and it doesn't work. But then you think about the How- powerful Tom Hanks bosom buddies that worked out. Mm-hmm. Big time. And he- also for his partner, too. He had the Honey, Honey I Shrunk Kids uh, fame. That's about all he's ever done, hasn't it? <laughs> Did you, you really think that's him or not? Yeah. That's not Rick Moranis. Isn't it? No. Come on, I, I am the pop culture guru here. You don't tell me, Dags. I tell you. That's him. Okay? All right. I could see how you'd made that, make that mistake. Yeah, thank you. Much better. Now, Johnny Rage, speaking of comedy, yeah, you did a little stand-up. You did, you did a powerful auctioneer job. Uh, tell the I fans did. of Flock of Amish about that. Well, thanks. I can't leave my talents only to this podcast. I bring them to the world. I, not that we don't have a world following on this podcast, but I like to touch on people's lives live on a podcast. And hopefully I can touch on people's lives dead too. But um, yeah, I did a, a I'm an auctioneer. Uh, some people would say a pseudo, a pseudo auctioneer. I would disagree with that, but uh I did one last week, and basically an auctioneer is a gentleman who I think we all understand the concept of an auctioneer, but there are different applications to be an auctioneer. I was doing a fundraising event where you have about seven to 10 live auction items. There might be a cruise to Disney. We didn't have that. Uh, There might be a trip to Hawaii. We didn't have that either. But you have about 150 people, and you bring your humor, your comedy, your personal charm your good looks which i have all that now let me let me ask you this when you got up there and started talking to mm-hmm. the people having the, you know holding the event do they wish they had a silent auction <laughs> uh you know afterwards maybe because i haven't heard boo from them i thought i'd get kind of a wrap-up and uh so maybe they but by the way they did have a silent auction too i get the cute joke you're funny thanks you're funny um everybody's a comedian except when it comes time to be yeah you need that everybody's a comedian except when it comes time to be a comedian it's very difficult Dave, to work an audience the way i do i massage the audience okay i've got the ability the charm what type of I've massage got, shiatsu um, no no just basically with my boyish good looks oh i thought it was like a deep swedish job. tissue massage no sorry i know you're disappointed do you like all that massage uh, talk Maybe Ned can do you. Ned can get into that a little Powerful. bit later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I stood up there. I did. I ran about an hour. 
Um, and with my with my auctioneering, I like to bring a little bit of comedy, a little bit of humor. Uh, I like to have some interaction with people. And uh, I, I, I nickname myself Rumpelstiltskin because I uh, spin from nothing. I make gold. So that actually is the name of my production company. It's Rumpelstiltskin Incorporated. Um, but other than that, yeah, it went well. Uh, I was We made a lot of money for the group. Now, I was going to jump in and do a rumpled foreskin joke, but I, I held back. What do you think? I think there's a lot of innuendos today. I think you're hitting on me, Diggs. All right, now tell us. Let's get. Yeah. Did you wear a costume? No, but it's sta- it's standard to wear a tuxedo. I don't have one. I I mean I don't like tuxedos anyway. But no, I I I wear my uh, you know I I roll with a sport coat and the dress. Did you really wear a sport coat? Oh yeah, I did. Fat man in a little coat. <laughs> That's what it kind now, of what, feels what like. sports what sports would it? Uh, you were in a sport coat. What would it be? What sport? Tennis. Tennis? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I love tennis. Golf. Anything. You throw it at me, I can do it. Yes. So give us some of the jokes. I want to just paint a picture for the powerful oh listeners of the Amish Baby Machine, the most I, powerful know, podcast it, 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 ever my created. Gift, my gift to the people is me. And if you don't pay the money to step up and watch me, you don't get, I don't reveal that type of thing. You got to come. Uh, next Saturday is your next chance. 7 p.m. Another auction event. Extravaganza. Uh, Give us one joke. Give us a teaser. Rump, Rumpelstiltskin Productions. Um, you know, they, they come so fast and hard and so quick, and I don't even think about it. I'm just rattling, okay? Uh, he, we'll talk, and I'll think of a couple here. Um, now, I, I also want to say I saw a movie recently, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. John's Wick. Okay. Apparently, it doesn't star Keanu Reeves. Is it it doesn't? Dip? No, John's Wick. It's a different type mm-hmm. of movie. Oh, okay. I see. You're back to your uh, uh, Pornhub stuff, right? Boy, you're just all... Uh, uh, it's theme. It's a thematic show today. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, so you did see John Wick, though. That's I what did. The, that's what the people want to hear about that day. Tell us about it. I did see John Wick. See it. mm-hmm. It's the fourth part of a trilogy, I believe. Okay, now should that have ended, or did that did that hold uh, hold your attention to this one? Now here's Sometimes the deal. Never ending. Here's the deal. I love that. It was a visually stimulating movie. Highly choreographed fight scenes, pretty much the whole time. I don't know what the death count is, but it's got to be one of the highest in recent memory. Okay. So if you like martial arts films, if you like flashy colors it, it's pretty much like a comic book mm-hmm. high death count but the the deaths it's almost cartoonish it's over mm-hmm. the top violence mm-hmm. so as you love the term popcorn movie it's the ultimate popcorn movie i'm just trying to think because I, as you're talking you're saying there's a, a high death count um and i'm thinking of end game at the end where they got the epic battle scene and it doesn't seem like there's ever any real death there. Everybody gets kind of the shit kicked out of them, but nobody really dies. Uh, well, I guess the first one they did, where they just kind of turned into dust. But um, I had a major point here, Diggs. No, but I, I know what you're saying. It, it's like Deadpool, the movie. 
Mm-hmm. He obviously can't die. So you reach a point. Why even make it serious anymore? I mean, it should be just pure comedy. Right. Because you're right. It, it's just like, well, the old comic books, no one died. I mean, it was for kids. All they do is punch each other, you know? Right. And they exactly. had to make it a little more adultish, you know, how they killed Thanos. Mm-hmm. But then he's never really dead. They just go back in time or sideways. Mm-hmm. or That's kind of the bullshit with the comic books. Back in the day, they wrote comic books, and now they want to rewrite them all so they make they make these different universes oh mm-hmm. that's not spider-man in this universe he's in the other universe in oh, the other wow. in the other universe he has three heads we haven't heard kermit the frog for a long time i welcome back kermit by the way mm. um digs um in the film john wick you said there was a high death count Yes. Was it was it necessary for the film? Do you think it added? Do you think it took away? And double question here. Pretty soon, if you just have a bunch of unknown characters dying, it's meaningless. But did any of the top uh, characters actually get killed, or was it just a bunch of no-namers? That's the thing. That's funny you said that, because what happens is if you have so many deaths, it's cartoonish, and you're right. They don't mean anything. Right. You know, you have to build characters and then you have a relationship with the character and then you kill them off. That's mm-hmm. why Game of Thrones was so shocking. They build these characters and then all of a sudden, boom, they're dead. It'd be shocking. Mm-hmm. But you're right, in this show, it's just cartoonish. It's just a video game. It's basically just a video game. Right. So when you when you keep that in mind, I want to ask you this question. When you think of all the movies in your repertoire that you have seen, Take Game of Thrones out of this picture, okay? Has there ever been a movie where there was a death to a cast member or maybe even the star that you absolutely did not see coming at all? Where it wasn't the happy ending, the superhero saves the day, takes the beautiful lady, and walks in the sunset. Has there been a movie in your repertoire like, dang, I didn't see that coming. That dude's dead. The movie Live and Die in L.A. Okay. Tell us about Willem it. Dafoe was the bad guy. Okay. Probably the first time I ever saw him in a movie. And he killed he killed this star. And it was totally shocking to me. I, I didn't see it coming. Maybe you would, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. if you looked at it now and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. But no, it totally blindsided me. I had no idea the star of the movie would get killed. Also, <laughs> another one is uh, on... Um, Oh, what's trying to go ahead? I, I'm going to look up the movie, but well, the one that I can think of is you ever see Carlito's Way? Oh yeah, very with good. yeah, uh, very good. Al Pacino, and I don't think I'd be giving a spoiler alert on to this one because this thing's been out for twenty some years. But great movie, whether you, whether you know the ending or not. But there's a typical ending where he's running, he's meeting his the girl of his dreams. He's got cash in hand, millions of dollars that he got illegally, of course. But they're going to pop a train and they're going to end up in some paradise and live happily ever after, getting away from the, the gang and the violence and stuff. And he just about ready to board the train and he gets popped by, gosh, I wish I could remember that kid's name because he says it. But he takes the old silencer to him. Doo, doo, and he just drops uh, Al Pacino right there on Benny the spot. Benny from the Bronx? Benny from the Bronx. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Benny from the Bronx. <laughs> Benny from the Bronx. And I, I just thought of the movie I was thinking of as Executive Decision with uh, Kurt Russell when they're on the plane and Steven, okay. Steven Seagal dies. 
Oh my gosh. Steven Seagal dies? Yes. Executive decision, 1996. Oh my word. Wow. You gotta watch that movie. It's powerful. The, the only other one I can think of too is, um, the movie, um, Cloverfield. Uh, the first one. Great movie. Where this, uh, the cast is a bunch of friends who are sending their buddy off to a new job in Japan. So when they start at all in his apartment, they're having a big party for him. And then of course all hell breaks loose and they all have to get to the same spot, safe spot so they can be carried off by the military, but they have to go back for one girl who didn't make it. And so it takes you, it walks you through New York during the time when the, this epic monster takes over New York city. But at the end of it, uh, the monster suddenly shows up, but they were warned that, Hey, if you're not out of, uh, this, this quadrant by oh six hundred hours, everything's going to be blown and they didn't make it in time. And that's how it ends. That was shocking to me. I, I thought that again, the helicopters would be there lifting them off to safety. You know, I can I kind of like that ending. I like that. Like I like the movie. I like the found footage theme. I liked it. That was a good movie. I don't know if I like that. It's kind of like that Blair Witch Project stuff. Did you, you watch Blair Witch Project? I think everybody did, didn't they? I mean, if you're anybody who knows anything about no, anything. But let me ask you this. Did you watch it in the movie theater? I did not, no. Because it was it was more frightening in the movie theater because it was dark and you mm -hmm. were up close to everything. Mm -hmm. And it actually, the, the ending, it didn't scare me. It gave me a sense of dread. Really? It really did. I got into Explain it. Explain that. What What do you mean by a sense of dread? I don't. I'm not following why you would have that feeling. Well, when the kids stood in the corner, I mean, just the fear, the dread, mm -hmm. like this is real. It seemed real to me. Okay. Because at first I'm like, oh yeah, it's stupid, whatever. But I got into it, and then it felt real, and it was a sense of dread. That's mm -hmm. why I like watching movies in the movie theater. It's mm -hmm. kind of like watching comedy live or music live. It's so much more intimate. So much more has so much more effect on you. Right. When you're watching, like, the worst is people watch movies on their phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's horrible. Even if you have a nice phone, what do you have, a six-inch screen? Movies were designed to be on um, big screens. That, it, well, six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah, six it's and a half. It's actually bigger than that, but I was cold that day. It was very yeah, cold. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, gotta... it's, it's meant to envelop you. The surround sound, right. you know, everything, the smell of the popcorn. But a good movie, like I always say, a good movie to me, I don't know I'm working the next day. Like to wow. me, if my mind wanders, like and it happens to you too, you probably fall asleep. Is that you're wandering? But you ever notice, like, when your mind starts wandering, you're like done? But a good mm -hmm. movie to me yeah. has got me, and I literally don't start, you know, like when my mind says, when you're like, oh shit, what do I got to do? Oh, I got to work tomorrow. Nah. Mm -hmm. Is that the same for you? So, so you're done then at that point. You're like, yeah. yeah, I just can't get into yeah. this. Um, I, I try to prevent that. I, I do not, when I decide to go to a movie or not, I do like it. You probably don't look at length of time. I do. I knew I was going to have a hard time with Endgame because of the length of it. Um, those are marathons. And I'm not that big into Marvel where it can capture my attention for that long. Um, even uh, Godzilla is coming out here on Thursday, which I'm really looking forward to. And I'm going to see <laughs> perfect. Uh, that's two hours, 10 minutes. I think that's, that, that's that, perfection, right? No, that's why oh, I like that's the too horror, long. 
I like the horror films because they're like an hour 40 and they're done. I mean, they take they, the, the horror films, they have it down. They take care of business. They kill the people they want to kill and then they shut things down and you go home. Let me ask that, you this. What, gangster, ask me whatever you want. You like gangster movies, right? Um, I do. Those have a tendency to be a bit long. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. How, how do you sit through those? Because they tend to be epics. They're long mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Well, one that comes to mind, of course, would be The Godfather. We were talking about that because a cast member just died today at the age of 85. Can you do the um, theme car- song? God, you know, you talk about you don't like the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think the Godfather theme is the most melancholy. <laughs> like, of course it is. It's I mean, horrible. That's, it, well, what do you think? It's, it's They're not celebrating life. They're celebrating well, the Game of Thrones is the same. Yeah, but the Game of Thrones doesn't have the... Um, the the amount of actors no they, see, that you didn't watch the show the I, act, I didn't the acting in there is phenomenal i'm not saying it's not but you don't have an epic cast assembled like you did for the godfather no, and game you, of thrones you, you do you don't you're saying name recognition or a quality of actor that's what i'm saying you don't they're not they haven't been around long enough to have name recognition because everybody can act nowadays they can they can CGI people, and no, they no, don't no, need no, no. I'm actors. talking no, but that's that's why I liked Game of Thrones, especially in the early ones, episodes. Mm-hmm. It was just two people typically acting. It mm-hmm. wasn't a bunch of CGI. It wasn't stuff flying all over the stage. See, one of the things like in John Wick, it's so highly stylized, and it's so the fights are so choreographed that it just gets old. Every punch is blocked. Every kick is blocked. You know, they spin around. It's too cartoony. That's like Game of, the, Thrones, Game of Thrones had really yeah. good acting, and I could mm-hmm. pull up some scenes. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing about The Godfather is you're definitely not going to watch that for anything like that at all. There's no, I mean, there's definitely a couple of, of uh, scenes where there's some uh, violence, not gratuitous. You're not having uh, a, a, a huge number of people killed. But it's a thinking man's movie because there's so much plotting in this and you have to be smarter than the other family and the don al pacino pulls it off brilliantly so you have to think along the lines of a of a of a um hitman or of a you know where where a lot of movies today though there's no thinking involved you're just being entertained oh this is really cool no but you already say that you just want to be entertained so you're uh contradicting yourself typically i mention a movie and you go I don't want to think about it. I just want to be entertained. Well, I guess I have my moods where, like, for instance, on Thursday when Godzilla comes out, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I mean, how much thinking is there going to be in this? That That is a movie you just go because you want to be entertained. Can we both go dressed up in foam suits? Can we do that? Sure. Do you I, have them? I want to be, yeah, I want you to be Godzuki, and I'll be Godzilla. <laughs> Is he kind of like Scrappy Doo from Scooby? He is. He's that's 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 when Godzilla jumped the shark. Scrappy exactly. Doo, Scrappy Godzuki. Oh man, yeah. For the lengths that they now, take. Johnny Rage. As yes, always, sir. we thank the fans, the flock of Amish that listen to this powerful podcast, and I want to tell everyone: make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. I'm literally on there twenty four seven. I want to hear from you guys. Make sure you like our Facebook page. Instagram, we're on IG. Check us out there. We do have a powerful Patreon page, 
patreon.com or amishbabymachine.com. It's a great way to help support this podcast. And speaking of support, powerful merch. Now, Johnny Rage, you saw on Facebook that the new uh, powerful shirt on Ned. What'd you think? I I thought it was a very good looking shirt. At all, it's very handsome. Yes, now, that it, is. we have we have powerful shirts. I have over fifteen original designs. They're beautiful. I got colors and fabrics. I got mugs. I got everything. Do you have you one made out of foam? Is there a foam one? Though? There is a Godzuki in the works. There is. Okay. Now I want you guys. I want you to go AmishBabyMachine.com, hit our merch, buy a shirt, buy a mug, buy two, three, three thousand. Johnny Rage can tell you we need a new computer here. We do. It's uh, on its last legs. So mm-hmm. Please support us. Buy our merch. We need a catch. We need a catchy jingle or or something for that. I'll I'll come up with one. Okay, you. you come up with one. And then I'll uh, yes. I'll hire someone to sing it. Or do you want to sing it? I can try. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Buy some merch and we get a computer. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Sometimes those work too. Just sheer nonsense. UFOs are back in the news. Did you see that story? Are they ever not? I didn't. What? Tell me about it. I love it. So there's these two Air Force pilots that swear they've seen UFOs. Okay, now that's an old story, though. I've heard that was, what, six months old? Yeah, yeah. but I, it's just back again that they're they're finally admitting. So I want to know, what what do you, they're seeing something, right? Mm-hmm. They're not making it up. So I'm not saying mm-hmm. they're from outer space, extraterrestrials, but mm-hmm. what are they seeing? Are they seeing drones? Is it anomalies? What do you think? They're seeing Godzuki, and they don't exactly know how to handle that. God, I think. Powerful. Remember Godzuki? He couldn't shoot the fire breath, so just kind of smoke rings came out. Exactly. <laughs> They're seeing the smoke rings of Godzuki. Um, I don't know. I mean, especially when you talk airplane pilot, you think there's some credibility there. Um, it's a great question. What are they seeing? I, I. I just don't know. It's kind of like the Bigfoot theory. Okay, why is he not just marching on Times Square and saying, here I am, everybody? Yes, why don't they land on the White House lawn? Why don't they land on the White House lawn and just say, here we are. We we seek to be a peaceful nation. When we find out uh, to serve man means really a big cookbook, and they're taking us back to their their planet to kill us and eat us. But um, I, 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 I... I am of the mindset that there is not any other life in any other solar system than what we have here. That's my thought process. So So we're just a random fluke. We are not a random fluke, not in the least bit. We are well put together, well thought out by a greater being than all of us. Uh, It was created. We have. uh, So why don't don't these other planets that were created, why don't they have life on them? What's their point? Um, well, for instance, what's the planet just behind Earth? Um, everything has a certain reason for being Venus. in the position. Of, Venus blocks a lot of meteorites from actually wiping Earth out. That's why it's there. Okay. Um, that's not the only reason. Um, there, there, there's a reason for everything in its place. Um, there's a reason. For the bus and the side, there's, there's a reason. 
I'm not going down a rabbit hole. I'm just asking you, there's all these other planets, nebulas, mm-hmm. and what's the point of them? I just explained it to you to protect Mother Earth for one thing. Um, they have Things are thousands of light years away. They have nothing to do with protecting Earth. It's just ways to fill space, I guess, kind of like garages. We all just have crap that just accumulates somehow. But what is the space? I'm confused about that. What is space? It's the final frontier. Johnny Rage. Powerful. These are the voyages of the Star Trek Enterprise. These are the voyages of the Amish baby machine. Um, yeah, I, I just think I'm not a firm believer in ghosts. I'm not a firm believer in uh, uh, extraterrestrial. Um, I'm not I'm not a firm believer in Bigfoot. All that stuff locked this monster, which I think has been proven wrong time and time again. I'm just a non-believer of all that stuff. So I'd be the worst person. We probably need an expert in the field. And if you actually have the gall to see you're an expert, a Bigfoot expert, I think, boy, there's something really wrong with you. But anyway, we should find an expert and let's talk Bigfoot. You know. Powerful. Matter of fact, that's going to be my job, Dags, if you don't mind. I'm going to do some research. And try to find a foremost expert or a foreskin expert mm-hmm. on Bigfoot. We're going to bring him into the Amish baby and we're going to debunk. We're going to debunk Bigfoot. Okay. Now, I want to ask you your powerful opinion on Mount Everest climbing. Did you hear about all the deaths? Yes. Again, over 10. But if you think about it, is that really a lot? Of course it is. I mean, over the over the time period I'm talking about. If it was last weekend, that's a lot. But when you put yourself in that perilous situation, um, those perils, rather. This is a you, record number, is what I'm saying. Did 10 people go at once? No, but I mean, they, they show the footage here of everyone literally, did you see them all lined up? They did. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they have the, the death zone, they say, where it's a certain level. Like here, it's 26,000, over 26,000 feet above sea level. It's called the death zone. They gave out permits to 381 climbers. I mean, okay. I, don't, I don't understand mountain climbing. You know, part of me mm-hmm. is like, I'll just... Let them enjoy it. They like it. But I don't see, I understand exploring, like being the first to do it. Then after that, what is the point? It's kind of like if I go to Burger King and say, dude, this Whopper is really good. You're going to want this. What are you going to do, Dags? Dang, I want to get my hands on that Whopper too and try it. That's the way I look at it. Don't yeah, you but think spending, spending thousands and tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, oxygen. It's kind of like uh, you're, uh, you just bought a new pellet. Grill. You should tell the fans oh, about can't. that. I can't wait to talk about that. Man. But I, you know, it's kind of like camping, glamping. You know, where they, where where do you reach a point? You want to be in the outdoors, but then you want to climb up a mountain, but you want to have oxygen, and then you're going to be in a a suit, and then are you going to be a helicopter take you to the top? And pretty soon, I don't. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sherpas. That's cool. I mean, that's kind of in their blood but for some dude to spend a lot of money and go there and then they want to be in the you know the club what is it like the top seven summits Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I mean, I got yeah. nothing against it. Do whatever you want, but I, I just don't personally get it. No, I, I'm in the same camp as you, but there's definitely a thrill and a rush, and there's huge endorsements for doing it. It's big money is what it boils down to. You make it up to the top of Mount Everest, and you're you're in a club of, of, of an elite people because how many people have actually done it? And then you but is get, it skill or is it just money? I mean, that's the thing, you know? Well, I mean, I think it does take a, uh, quite a bit of skill and, and definitely going to have to train for something like that. You're not going to get off the couch and jump on Mount Everest. These are enthusiasts who have been doing this their entire life. And you always want to do the, the next yeah, but thing. I, you know, the rich guy, it's kind of like the rich guy that gets into the kid that gets into a sport and then the parents mm -hmm. buy him the best of everything. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ragtag thing or it's the car guys too. It's, it's funny when people get rich, like the actors all of a sudden they're race car drivers. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Or they feel like they're, they, they become pilots because mm -hmm. they can just buy into it and they can buy a race car or they, you know, they buy, they collect cars. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I'm thinking of that National Geographic uh, Netflix program that I told you about, um, Free Solo. And that is a documentary about an infamous rock climbing expert who actually did, uh, oh, is it, it's in uh, Mount, it's, it's an Apple computer software program. I told you, Cap El Capitan. Uh, El Capitan, correct. Soy Capitan, soy latte. And it's one of the tallest rock surface climbs that you can do. And he did it without any. Did you ever see that, Diggs? I really encourage people to watch that. I thought it was phenomenal. I really did. To watch this guy scale like Spider Man up the side of El Capitan without any ropes or anything, you know. Um, Is he why strong? Did he Listen, bud, he's got radioactive blood. Oh, powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, very strong. His hands are like, he does like pull-ups with just using his hands and stuff like that. You have to be. I mean, these people dedicate their lives. They're like Olympic athletes. And the bottom line what is are why you they like? do it. Huh? What are you like? I've always wanted to have like a bar Olympics where you would go like from the pool table to the dartboard to chugging like a pitcher of beer. And then find out who can do it in the best time. I, I that's what I like. Yeah, it's funny you said that because I, you know how they have the the tough mutter. Mm -hmm. Well, mine was a lazy effort. I like that. Yeah, one too. it's just there's a lot of things. There's there's yeah. you know the chairs. There's we could have you know specific patio stuff to do on mm -hmm. the patio. Mm -hmm. There's grilling. Well, I mean, let's face it. Um, in the Olympics, when the um, curling team won a gold medal. All of the white guys in America stood up and said, "Yes, there's a chance for me still to be an Olympic athlete." <laughs> you know, it's now, so worth. No, I just set you up for a powerful segue into your your new grilling machine because mm -hmm. summer is coming. Hopefully, it is. Well, yeah, in Minnesota, who knows? But eventually, we'll have at least a couple good weekends. Tell the mm -hmm. fans of Flock of Amish about your powerful new toy you got. Well, Diggs, I haven't had a chance to use it. Uh, when I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to go buy my first batch of wood pellet. Uh, I'm going to see what they have. They have, them, they have them fancy ones now. You can get natural or flavored, so on and so forth. Uh, it's, a, it's an area that I'm entering brand new. I've thought about a wood pellet grill for a lot of years. They've been out for a long time, but they weren't affordable when they first came out. Just like everything else, they come out, they're expensive. And I wasn't going to, quite frankly, spend 1200 bucks on a grill. You know, because I'm I'm an old bare bones guy. I love charcoal. 
do you consider yourself thrifty? On certain items, yes, I am. But there are certain items too where I spare no expense. What do you spare okay? no expense? What do you splurge on? Oh boy, I that's just, fine. I, I had... put you on the spot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, let me think about that. For All a right, moment. I'll let you think. Um, uh, sex, sex toys. I usually there's you know money yes. is no object for anything. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so. I've been looking at this wood pellet thing because we're men. We we love meat. We love grilling the meat. It's just this. It goes back to the caveman. It's days, primal, isn't it? Thank you. That was the word I'm looking for. Do you wear a loin uh, cloth when you grill? No, but I might try. Maybe I'll take the bag that the pellets come in and just kind of create like a loin cloth out of it. Yes, yeah, so because uh, we need photos of you on Instagram. Maybe you can yeah, do I'm that. gonna I'm gonna fire that up because you got to cure this thing. You don't just roll in, put your hamburger on. You got to cure it. So there's a process to this, but see, mm. I, to, I told you I'm a charcoal guy and, and, and why do I like charcoal? A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to do your, I'm a, can I steal your Kermit the Frog voice? Oh, I don't want to wait for charcoal. I just got the gas. I just turn it on. Well, then just use your fucking oven for God's sakes. There you know what? You know what's, little... I'm going to interrupt here. What's weird, yeah. Johnny Rage, normally you're so just get it done. I don't care. But you, you, you know, I always tease you about not having a passion. Yeah. And I've I've always told you we, I do. I just we don't we found we found your passion. I think mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. roasting meats. Mm -hmm. It's just yep. being a man. You're right. embracing it, aren't you? Exactly. Well, I mean, let's face it. If you camp or if you if you uh, barbecue, there has to be some level of inconvenience to it. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Well, that's, use your oven. Yeah, in we, we yeah we talked about that. It's funny. Like camping. I mean, is it just a little pup tent? And then what do you mm -hmm. do? You you build a lean-to, and then you heat it, and eventually you're not even camping. Right. It's like you're back in your own home. Yes. You know? So with the grilling, yeah. too, where do you – so the wood pellet to you is still primal. Well, what I'm after – I've been through all the phases. I love when – I, when I grill, it's the experience. Most people just want to go out to the deck, turn their gas propane – grill on throw the hamburgers and done oh look at us we barbecued tonight well you really didn't okay you were 20 feet away from what you could have done in your house and just because it was outside you're calling it grilling you know some people actually have natural gas right to their grill could have you, you hear that? that i'm sorry i'm sorry it was the peanuts i had earlier what was thought, it did you the natural gas did you hear me or, or, or oh, oh you're talking about other people. that was supernatural gas okay but so I'm a charcoal guy because when I grill, it's not just to hurry up, throw meat on there. Let's get this eat. To me, it's the process. You take your charcoal and you have to measure the proper amount based on what you're cooking that night. Is it a meat? Is it a chicken? Is it a rib? Then you put the proper amount. And I've got the old smokestack thing. Yeah, I, I, let me, I was going to ask you that. Do you do the coffee can method of starting the uh, yes. coals? Yes, I do. I do. And... um what I like about that the most is just the smell of the charcoal just sitting in that little chimney, okay? Pretty soon it ignites, and then, oh, yeah, there's that smell. There's that smell I'm after, that charcoal smell. It kind of, like, ignites me as well, like, okay, baby, we're getting this on. This is, this is what it's about right here. Then you kind of You know what I was just envisioning charcoal. right now? You taking, me in a loincloth? Yes, that right now glistening for the listeners. Okay. You're glistening. But and you take the charcoal and mm -hmm. you smear it on your face, like powerful war paint, <laughs> much like Arnold and Commando. <clears throat> Excuse me, you choked me up there. What do you think of that you picture, know, though? Isn't that beautiful? 
I mean, I'm just I thinking of you standing that. there glistening loincloth yeah. with charcoal on your face. I, I I like that idea because I'm sort of the charcoal thing. Maybe I'll do that, or at least under my eyes, like the football players do. Yes. And then I'll Snapchat a photo of that back to you. Okay. We'll see. Talk but is cheap. Charcoal, but charcoal, just the smell of it, it just it gets your juices yes. going. And then you look at the coals, you know, are the tips gray? Is it two-thirds gray? Is it half gray? There's that right moment when you actually take it out of the chimney and you dump it. And then you bring on the granddaddy of what you want. You bring on the meat. Okay. Now let's get into the meat. I want to talk about your meat. Yeah. What are you using? Um, what am I using in terms of? What's uh, your go-to meat? cut of meat, type of meat? flesh well I, I well i mean let's face it the most common thing people do is hamburgers and that's just an 80 20 combo mix okay now do you feel um, you should add some more fat to that no have you tried no. the fatter mixes i i really would like to because when you barbecue and you have an open flame um it's actually going to burn some of that fat off i think wagyu beef you know colby beef it's marbled it's full of fat so okay. you're you're right with the hamburger that's why i like you know, they always talk about turkey burgers. There Ish. is zero, zero flavor in that. It's just garbage. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Let's save turkey for Thanksgiving and give us the hamburger when we want it. Okay. Um, but let's face it, Diggs. The payoff, char, the one difficulty with the charcoal grill, and some people might disagree with me on this, is smoking something like ribs. We love ribs. Um, the problem is you pork need a lower or beef ribs. Pork. You need the problem with ribs or even a pork butt is you need a lower temperature for an extended period of time. Okay. On the average charcoal grill, that's difficult to do because you can't use too much charcoal initially because uh, you can't relegate the heat to the best of your ability. So you have to add charcoal, you know, on the hour, on every 45 minutes, which is difficult to do. You risk burning yourself. Um, it it uh, it's it's messy. It disrupts everything. Let me ask so, you this: In yep. between tending to the grill, what do you do? Um, I want to flesh this out. Oh, I like to drink beer. There's no doubt. I mean, you have to have a. I now, mean, are you near your meat, or do you go inside the house? It depends what I'm grilling. If it's a fast and furious steak or a hamburger, you can't usually go too far because we're not talking uh, anything that you know. A hamburger takes about seven minutes, seven to ten minutes. Um, but when you have, a, uh, you know, obviously ribs or chicken takes longer, I can walk away. I can afford myself the ability, the, the, the luxury of walking away. Now the grilling, are you master of your domain? Do you tell everyone to get the fuck away? I'm, I'm tending the grill. Or are you more gregarious and you bring the people in? Are you a meat tyrant or are you a no, benevolent I, I, leader? I, I want mine an audience if they want to watch me with my skills, my culinary skills around the, but I don't want them in there flipping things that they have no idea what they're doing. Don't start flipping meat because people like to overflip. Do you wear assless not, chaps? I guess that's what I'm going to ask you. Do you have a pair? I can try. They wouldn't Is fit. That, oh, okay. Then no, no go on that. Um, but no, I'm a, I, I like to be in control of the meat because I know exactly how long it's been on people like to overflip you don't overflip meat um so no i'm pretty much in control of the situation but here's the payoff eggs i've been looking at this wood pellet grill for, for years okay the payoff with the wood pellet grill isn't necessarily with your 
garden variety barbecuing of, let's say, your hamburgers and your hot dogs and your brats. The real payoff on the, you asked, do I walk away from the meat? Okay. That's the real payoff for the wood pellet. You can walk away from your, from your meat because you're not going to flare ups. You have a constant temperature. And so it allows you, especially with ribs, you can put on 180 degrees for four hours and just simply set, set it. You can simply, you can simply set it and forget. Oh, Ron Popeil, powerful Ronco. But I'm asking, do you like to be in the zone or would you just go somewhere and watch a movie? Do you see what I'm saying? Would you be in the general vicinity? Oh, you have to. Okay. Again, again, and but but see, that's what this wood pellet stove. I'm hoping that my apron strings, I can cut them a little bit and walk away for you know maybe go cut grass while you got the ribs on there. Um, now let me ask you this: Would the grass, the the fragrance, would that infuse into the meat? Would you be uh, concerned about oh, that? No, it would be. It would make it even better. You've got what intoxicating. What more manly thing would there be than some uh, hickory smoked wood pellets with the, the fresh cut clippings of grass? I mean, that just says summer. That just says man. So and let it me, just says let's get this on. So I'm thinking right now of your your face camo. You could use mm-hmm. the the green from the grass plus the charcoal. Not a bad idea. Yes. Not a bad idea at all. Powerful. And then. And that's a reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger, of which I'm going to segue in here. Dags, what do you think about your superhero getting a, getting kicked in the back? Last now, did week? you watch? There was two uh, multiple camera angles. Did you I watch? I only saw the one. No, I only saw the one angle. The, the one from this shows this this guy running up, drop kicking him, and he barely moves. Well, the guy looks like he's about 120 pounds. First of all, well, first okay. of all, he's in his 70s, and and you have some guy do a running drop kick. Mm-hmm. I was impressed at the power of the Austrian oak. Well, here's the deal, though. When you do a drop kick and you're 120 pounds, uh, you, don't, you really don't have any ability once you're up in the air to kick them any harder. It is what it is. You know what I'm no, saying? I mean, no, I, I got to disagree. You have your back turned to someone. You're filming on your phone. It's the last thing you expect is someone to kick you in the back. I don't but care what, what they filming? were. What was he? It was like nobody was saying a word, and he was like into this filming of some young boy or something. What was going on there? No, they had, it that. was in South Africa. They had sports going on. I believe a young lady was doing jump rope. He was doing, okay. like, he was doing like a live stream showing the audience. And What did the guy yell when he was leaving, when they were escorting him out? Oh, I forgot. I'm like, what is he saying? What was his? Did we ever find out after what his beef was with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think they said something, but Arnold didn't want to give him didn't want to give him any more press. Right. Because you know you have these people they do everything just to get on the news. Right. Get on the internets. You know, so are you saying, Diggs, if I just show up to your house and drop kick you, maybe because you're such a household name with this podcast, I could maybe get on the news too. Yeah, but you'd have to get off the ground and you're not 120 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> That's a very good point. I get it. And I would okay, hear we'll just... I would hear the beeping when you're backing up to <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Either that or my rock or I'd be so winded that I'd have to stop just before I jumped on you. You know, so So and Arnold does have the new uh Terminator movie coming out. Oh, so there may be this little publicity stunt, maybe. Mm. Instead of I'll be back, I'll be drop kicked in my back. Ah, touche. You know, Johnny Rage, I don't know. I'm, I, of course, I'm going to go see the Terminator movie, but 
I watched mm-hmm. the trailer. Mm-hmm. My joke was, I just watched the new Terminator movie. I mean, the trailer. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they showed the whole thing in trailers now. Mm-hmm. They showed the Terminator. They showed everything. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, just I get- don't know if I can handle I don't know if I could handle that movie. I just there's zero desire on my part. And it's so that. funny too because I I love the old Terminator movies, but you reach a point where just stop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why you asked about Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. I'm fine with it being over. Right. You reach a point where it's like eight seasons. That's it. It's done. You know I'm amazed it was eight seasons too. It just seems like wow that was not that long. Holy crap! Well, it's you really know? weird. You see the actors age like the little kids, uh-huh. <laughs> and then you realize holy shit it was eight years. Yeah. Yep. Powerful. Now, Johnny Rage, we're going to need you to, you never do, but eventually you will. We're going to need photos of your new grill. Yeah. Now, it's not, now just to to tell people, I didn't go all out on this one. There are, you can spend a lot more money. I really wanted one. It wasn't in the budget. So I did kind of go with a mid stream type model. Well, who knows? You know, the fans love us, they love you, Johnny Rage. Right. Maybe they'll bankroll you. If you show, oh, if you appreciate your grill and you show that you're making powerful progress, who knows? The sky's the limit. Right. And then I'll have all of our audience over for a nice little barbecue dinner. A powerful meetup. Meet mm-hmm. up. M E A T U P. Powerful. Thank you, Johnny Rage, for being on this episode today. We love you. We want to thank the fans. God bless you all. We just ask one thing. Please tell a friend about our powerful podcast. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine pop culture podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.